whoever is wiping their boogers on the wall behind the urinal in the men's room, knock it <laughs> off. Well, here we are. This is uh, this is post Summer Series Round Three podcast. I'm your host, Alex Sturgeon, with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, and with me, as always, Will Brinton. And uh, we're here to talk about stuff. Uh, I got a couple things I want to talk about. Not just not maybe just one. I I want to talk about that uh, RCGP vignette that they released today on Facebook. I just I just got done watching it. And uh, I have some thoughts on it. Have you seen it yet? Nope. Yeah, it's interesting. I yeah, I'll, I didn't. You'll have to tell me what you saw, and then I can make an opinion on it. I guess <laughs> I haven't watched it, dude. I had a rough go of it. Uh, hold on a second, because this is really cold, and I want to get it this out of the way. I actually bought this. This is part of my story I'm about to tell. Okay. All right. Hey, pass me a kickstart. Okay. I left my house at 5.45. It says 6.30 uh, is the start time for this, which we, actually we just started on time. So I'm really proud of both of us. Good job. Yay. Thanks. But I try to get here a little early, usually about 6.10, because I want to hang out with my sister for a little bit. Whom is the uh, owner operator of webrised.com. And she's got this awesome uh, podcasting studio. She also turns, I believe, 35 on the 6th. Oh, um, really? So it's, what is this, the third? So in three days, yeah. my sister is is going to turn, I believe it's 35, because we're six and seven years apart. So, hey, you know what? You're I'm not gonna, 40 yet, so who cares? Right? I'm going to be 31 this month. Yeah, I'm just, Ugh. I'm just so happy that that we're both alive the Sturgeon clan over here. I actually feel uh, I'm going to go off track for a second. I kind of feel sorry for my son every once in a while we, that we didn't have more than one kid. Oh, because I, it, in, in many ways, this is going to sound really bad, but I'm going to say it anyways for a little while there in my twenties, I kind of forgot about my sister. And the reason <laughs> why is because she wasn't around. Fair point. She wasn't around. She was, she lived with my dad while I lived here in Omaha. Okay. And then she moved away a couple times. She lived in a different city. She lived in Orlando, Florida. So I had, I had no idea where she even was for a small period of, of my twenties. So the fact that she's back here in Omaha and she's got this cool setup that I'm able to now use and we get to see each other every week now, even sometimes more than that. It's nice. It's really nice. Like I said, sometimes I feel bad for Emerson that he is not going to have a sibling. He's got cousins though. Lots of cousins. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Real quick. I left my house at five 40. Okay. And I rolled down to the Casey's down by my house to get a, a kickstart and then get some gas. Cause I didn't have any gas. Right. So I roll in and that Casey's is always busy, nonstop busy always busy. I get that. A lot of times I don't even try to get gas there because I just don't want to wait or I'm just tired of people being dumb. 
but I see an open gas thing. Now, granted, half the gas tanks have those yellow bags on them, so you can't even get gas in them, right? So there's only a few stalls open, right? But I see one open. I know which side my gas tank is at. So I roll in there. And as I'm starting to dive in to get this, to get this spot, this van from the other side sees the open spot and starts to turn in. Now, here's the thing. There is a gas tank lid on the opposite side of where they're rolling in at. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, oh, well, they're just going to drive through. So I stop and give more than enough room for this truck to drive through this van or whatever. And I just sit there and I stare at them. And then I, I backed up just a little bit and then they just stared at me like, what's this guy doing? And I'm like, are you going to, are you going to go? And then the guy, uh, gets out and starts like yelling at me that he's got that spot and they need to turn around. And I'm like, your gas tank's on that side. And he's like, I know it's on that side. You need to move. We got to turn around. And I was like, I'm pointed the right direction. This was a weird one. Do I, am I, so I ended up, I didn't do the right thing, I guess, and just say whatever and just back up and let him have it. But I also didn't do the bad thing, which was park right in front of him, make sure that they couldn't back up or at least they'd have to do it the hard way. Right. I just, Mm -hmm. I just looked at him, gave him probably a pretty dirty look. And then just backed up and sped off. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, you know what? I think I have enough gas. I'm going to go to the BP station or the cubbies or whatever in Bennington. So Mm -hmm. I start to drive to Bennington. It's like a mile and a half, two miles away. Right. I see the road close signs and I'm like, I think the road's open still. So I drive all the way only to find out that the road actually is closed before this bridge. So you can't, and there's no way other across. Bennington is really in a weird spot because there's a creek that separates it. It makes it really hard to take shortcuts and stuff. And right. the only other way to get to the station was to, was to basically take a really long way to get there. And I honestly didn't think I had enough gas to do it. So then I'm mad. I'm like, okay, dang it. I got to go back to this Casey's again. And I thought, well, maybe these guys are gone. And so I drive back up there and I roll in. And just as I'm rolling in the, the, the guy that was yelling at me, uh, was getting in his car and he saw me back at the Casey's after I sped off and he smirked and then he got in the car and left. The smirk is what gets me. Like, oh, yeah. you know, the smirk is what gets just, just you won, just get in your car and go, right. You got your gas. Good for you. You know, you wasted my time. Just get in your car and go. So while I'm pumping gas, I'm daydreaming about, uh, chasing after him and smashing it into him as hard as I can with my truck. <laughs> but I didn't, you know, I'm never, I'm not a psychopath, so I'm not going to do that. But it did, it did. It was a nice little dream to have while I was waiting for my gas to get pumped. And then, and then because I didn't do that, I awarded myself with a cookie. I got a sugar cookie mm. along with my kickstart. So I got double sugar. Yeah, you need that. So there's that. That's, that's how I got here. I was a little late because of that. And, uh, but it all worked out. It's fine. How was your day? 
Um, it was okay. A coworker of mine and friend, he got hit on his motorcycle last what? night and uh, is in like the intensive care unit in oh, the hospital. No. Somebody we know? So, no, I don't think so. It's not like Andy or anything, is it? No, it's not Andy. Okay. Uh, his name's Ron. Oh. He's a good guy. He used to help me when I raced uh, go-karts. Good guy. Cool. Uh, well, but yeah, I, it was some like, uh, I get, so I'll just explain what the news reports say or whatever, but, um, I guess that it was a, a 15 year old and his dad that were driving at night and the 15 year old was driving his drunk dad. Oh, one of those. Yeah. I don't know how this is all going to work out. I, I just hope he does. He's okay. He, uh, has like a, Shattered pelvis and or a broken pelvis and fractured spine and whole he broken wrist, shoulder, ribs are broken. So that's why I'd be a little bit worried about riding riding motorcycles and stuff. Yeah. My dad had a motorcycle. I definitely been doing some reflecting today. Yeah. But because you know. just it's the thing about I just ugh. when I used to get pulled over a lot for speeding and you go to those those stop classes. And you get lectured about driving. And I remembered once I, what's the biggest thing you need to worry about? You know, this, and I'd raise my hand and I'd always be the one to say other people. Yeah. Really bad drivers. That's what you need to be worried about. That's why you're supposed to drive defensively. And, uh, I'd always be the one to say that, but then I'd get scolded. And I can't remember what the actual answer that the guy made was, but it wasn't that, <laughs> but I still had it in my head. Nah, you're wrong. It's definitely other people. Other people don't, don't look at stop signs. And this was 20 years ago and before we had phones, you know, right. Definitely. Well, that stinks. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer today. So we're a guy down in the shop, so I don't know what this is going to do to us, Mm. but I mean, we'll be, I mean, we'll work through it, but I mean, I hope he can walk again, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, he had like, like uh, a severe head injury too. So I I don't know. I mean, he could be down for a year with surgeries and stuff. Yep. So. Yeah. People are lame. I mean, I just hope nothing happens to that kid. You know, it wasn't his fault. He was put in that situation where he had to drive. Yeah, that's true. Who who knows? Who knows exactly what happened? I wasn't there. I saw, I saw a van (laughs) definitely driven by a teenager that, uh, blew through a barricade and ended up dropping into concrete that was taken out to pour new concrete in Yeah, a couple of days ago on uh, right next to the Casey's as a matter of fact. Mm. And I was like, Oh dude, uh, what a bummer. And actually on the way here, I mean, you know what my biggest pet peeve is about driving? Well, one of my biggest pet peeves, other people, <laughs> other people. Yes. Okay. Four way stops and roundabouts. Mm hmm. So four-way stops, this is why I don't drive Emerson to school in the morning anymore because there's three four-way stops on the way to school. And every morning, for those of you that are listening that don't know, Bennington, Nebraska is its own little town. It's soon to become a, a true suburb of Omaha. I live in the suburbs. I'm in a fairly new build. I think 2007 was when we built our house. But my area is blown up. I mean, it is blown up. When I first moved out there, I could drive 70 miles an hour down state street all day long. Now 
uh, I'm stuck behind somebody with 29 plates, which is the county above us doing 40 the whole time. Yeah. And it's really annoying. So there's tons of people trying to get to work at seven o'clock or in six o'clock in the morning. So that's just huge long lines at these four-way stops. Mm -hmm. I swear nobody knows how to do four-way stops. And it's, it's, it's first, I've almost gotten hit twice because it was my turn to go. And somebody was like, no, it's my turn to go. And they would, they would go after I've gone and then they would honk at me. And I'm like, uh, no, it's my turn. I was, I'm the next one in line. It's always been like that. Or uh, that particular stop sign at night, people blow, they, they just go right by it sometimes, which is really scary. Um, yeah. cause it is kind of blind. And then the roundabouts. So they've installed roundabouts into our neighborhood. And just the other day I was coming up to a roundabout and if you have a car coming from one side and you have a car coming from the other side, it's okay for both cars to enter the roundabout and just keep going. That's what a roundabout mm-hmm. is for. Right. My biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves about roundabouts is that that person half the time stops when they don't have to. And then you're staring at them like, dude, you have the right of way. You can totally go, but then it's too late because I'm already in there. So then I go and, but then you have to like pause and make sure that they're not going to go. Cause then you don't want to get your car hit and all this other stuff. Roundabouts yeah. are just, I like roundabouts, but I think that roundabouts are, are not an American thing. I think, I think we as Americans deserve four-way stops instead of roundabouts. Well, a lot of, a lot of people don't know how to take turns or, you know, yeah. Go when it's their turn type of thing. Yeah. Have you seen the driven video from RCGP? No, I haven't watched it yet. So I haven't heard about it until you told me about it. It was, uh, um, it's a video. It's like, uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes long, maybe that kind of covers the first round of the RCGP, which was that world series that covered, it went from like Philippines to Europe to uh, where was the other track at? Was there two in Europe? And then there was one in, in America at at Thunder Alley. Yeah. Something like that. So I watched those races live when they had it. And I thought as I was watching it, I'm like, this actually is pretty exciting the way that they had it set up and stuff. And yeah, I hope that they're able to continue it, but I do have a couple, I do have a couple concerns though, just based on the video that I just watched and my first impressions. So one of the things is like, they're worried about, they kind of made it known that, that, you know, they, they, they're having, they were having trouble, uh, funding it. Like they weren't getting the major companies involved, like associated and, and, uh, TLR or. I thought Associated was kind of involved. Like they sent Angaro. I don't think Angaro was there. Oh, I think he did it on his own. Yeah. I don't think he was there for Team Associated. It was another team or whatever. But I have no idea. But just based on the video, I think I I know that they're trying to be edgy. That's what it looks like to me. And they're trying to be, I'm using air quotes right now, real. Mm -hmm. But I do think they need to watch some of the language. And some of the, just the way that a couple of those videos, I don't know, they have bits of it where they, they kind of seem like a bunch of buttholes. Oh, really? Yeah. It, 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 and I know that they're trying to like develop some storyline of, of, um, this person versus that person and all that sort of thing. But, but it just, boy, it came across as kind of, as kind of like, uh, 
made it made the drivers sometimes look like a bunch of whiners, <laughs> which we are, you know, to an extent sometimes. Yeah. You're racing. There's going to be people complaining. Yeah. But also some of the language and stuff that they, that they, they even, they didn't just like let the language go, but they actually like, they had, they had this one conversation between a couple drivers and, and, and they had, they actually had it written out on the screen and, oh. and one of the, and an F word dropped. Yeah. And I just think that you're not going to, you're, you're going to find a hard press to get companies like team associated and, and TLR to back something like that. If, if that's how that's going to be shown in my opinion. Yeah. RCGP is cool and all, but it's like, do we really need it to try and define a world, try and define a world champion? Because Angara won the worlds and he won that. Yeah. I, you know? I also <laughs> like, watched Corey Drakenberg's um, commentary uh, on uh, the 2014 worlds. And, mm-hmm. and it seemed like there was a consensus from many drivers that they would like to see more than run one race, determine a world championship. Yeah. I just don't know if it's like cost effective. Yeah. That's for these companies to do it. Like you have to look at the cost versus the, uh, return on investment, you know, like, I mean, to, to do that, I have no idea what it costs, but I know if they do a four race series to define a world champion, it's probably, four or five times the cost of what it would normally cost yeah. to run a world. So, but I guess you have less drivers, but I mean, they're going to be paying for the same drivers to go to that. Right. So I just don't, I, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. And all, I just don't know if it's cost effective, but I also think that the, the point of the, the point of the series not, wasn't not necessarily to, to, to award a world championship, but the other part of it was to, create something that could be marketed towards uh, a mass audience more. Yeah. I, I could see that, but at the same point, it's like they aren't racing Traxxas cars or something you could just buy. Yeah. They're racing very well, expensive racing, yeah, they are. cars. So to the average guy, it's like, Oh man, how do I buy one of these? Well, you got to take $3,000 and walk into that shop over there. Then you got to build it. But it's the same way with the drone racing league though. Drone racing is on ESPN and, and, and you can go right now on Amazon and order a, a, a racer and it's it's a significant amount of money. How much is a good amount? Well, well start adding it up. A Tyrannus radio is going to be at least 300 bucks. You got the, if you, if you piece everything out, you know, your, your quad could be a couple hundred bucks. It's definitely cheaper than RC, but, or cars. How much? How much uh, drone Does, racing are they doing on ESPN still? They're not. Okay. Because because nobody watched it. It's boring as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 nothing against the drone guys. I think it's cool and all. But like I tried to do it and I don't feel like you actually race anybody. I just feel like you aren't blocking. Yeah. You know, like you're just trying to complete the course the fastest. If anything, there just seems to be one drone out there at a time. Yeah. But, but the crashes, um, yo. you got to get the crashes on camera. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. My I favorite just, part about I, the drone racing league was when they would, when they would ram into each other on accident. Of course, they weren't trying to hit each other. And then they'd like, how could you try? Uh, yeah. But then they'd like <laughs> cut, they'd cut to the guy and he's taking off his thing and he's looking over. He's like, oh, why would you do that? And the other guy's like, I didn't mean to, I can't even see you. There's no peripheral vision. Like, 
Yeah. You know, it was always funny. So, I mean, I get like, yeah, drone racing leagues on ESPN and all. It's almost like they just need to televise the main event of the worlds and yeah. make a half hour to an hour show yeah. out of it. I still think the race with us series from Drakenberg is better than this. If you wanted, if you're going to give a visual pre- presentation that's edited and, and looks real good and stuff, I still think the Corey Drakenberg stuff looked better than this, than this special yeah. that they just released out. Sure. And e- even if there but, is drama between drivers, it's, it's handled better too. Yeah. I just don't know if, uh, it's hard. It's hard. RC is just historically hard to watch if you're not involved. Yeah. Like nobody understands the qualifying. It's almost like the cars have to be like everybody. I don't know. It, but that's it's, what it's a, that's what RCGP was also trying to do. They, they didn't have qualifying. They just, they had these races, these sprint races. No, I, yeah, I know. I know. And, I, I, I know and, the format. But. And like Silver State. They had Silver State and RCGP on the same weekend. And mm-hmm. I tried, I tried to watch some of the Silver State mains and that mm-hmm. track was so blown out and unraceable that I, I was like, I can't watch this. And I turned and I watched RCGP at Manila and the, the track was raceable. The racing was fun to watch from an RC person. I, I thought it was. Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with what they're doing. I just like it just, I, I, I don't have all the answers, right. you know? I just think that it could, uh, I don't know if RC is ever going to be a thing that everybody just watches, Yeah, you know, like I, I just, I just don't know if it's for that, but I mean, it'd definitely be cool if it was, I remember on, what was it? It was before it was speed. Maybe it was when it was still speed TV, they covered uh roar Nats and it was still in gas truck or not gas. Well, gas truck was still a class. But I don't know if eight scale was a class then and um, monster truck was the big class Mm -hmm. and Traxxas was there. I think it was like 2008 and you can find it on YouTube still. I watched it within the last three years. That's, that's what I think. I, I think, I think the dream of having something on ESPN needs to go away. That's never going to happen. There's not enough money involved. The advertisers wouldn't be able to support it with the money needed to put it on something like that. I think mm-hmm. the right way to do this is what we have been trying to do as the in, as an industry, and that is just do it ourselves, like Live RC does. Live RC's got their got their thing. They've got they're using the OBS or whatever, and they're they're you know they're make, they got the scroll on the top. They got the the announcers in the background saying what's going on, mm-hmm. and. If you can, and then you've got what, what Corey Drakenberg has been doing with his, with his things, make those, you know, hour, hour and a half, two hour specials, put them on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that's, that's the way, in my opinion, I think that's, that's the way you're going to have to do it. Just, just get rid, don't put that out of your mind and and move on. Yeah. It's like those, those, uh, the come, are you talking about the come drive with us videos? Those are so well done. Yeah. And I feel like it, it, it's how long are those like an hour? They're, they're an hour and a half to two hours sometimes. An hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. But they're always like, they follow the whole race and they give you the, the good highlights and they build a uh, storyline yep. of a driver's weekend, you know, yep. or a week or however long the race is. And it works, you know, it's not like they're, they're covering a whole bunch of other people. I mean, they're, they're picking the, the like top tier drivers 
and following them through the event Yep, and giving you the highlights and, you know, maybe a little bit of information about the cars, but yeah, I think something like that could be put on TV. Yeah, I really do. There's enough cable channels out there where there should be a place for it. Do you remember on, there used to be like a, was what's that do it yourself network? Yeah. DIY. Yeah. I remember that DIY. They used to have that RC show. show. Yep. Yeah. That dude actually came to the old Lincoln, uh, laser quest track. And, um, he do like one episode would be like how to paint a body. Chris, 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 before he died, it was Chris Ginelli. He came, he was, uh, uh, he had done the hobby town convention a few times. Yeah. And then the girl that was on that show is actually, I think related to Joey Christensen. I think is oh. how that is. I think it's a sister. Okay. I'm pretty sure. That, okay. that was always pretty cool. Yeah. You I know? thought so too. That was a great show. It was on the outdoor. Was it on the outdoor network or do it yourself? I thought it was on DIY. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Cause I remember watching the episodes of that. Cause that was like the first on like on demand cable. Yeah. That was like one of the first things that was on. Like I, like I'd watch it on that. That was the first time I ever saw Traxxas commercial on TV. Yeah. It was during that show. About crap my so, pants. Actually, there was a hobby town commercial too, for that matter. Yeah. There was a hobby town commercial on it. And yeah. Yeah. It was pretty neat, but I mean, I could see something like that working out, yeah. but it almost needs to be like a show about like do it yourself RC and not about racing. Right. But, and then the racing's kind of secondary, you know, Yeah. like we're going to build this kit and outfit it with this. It's kind of like what guys are doing on YouTube now. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right it's now. Al- yeah. It's almost like something like that. Cause it, I mean, it did work for, for a while. Just that guy died. I know. I, uh, um, I'm halfway through my SCX 10 three build. And, uh, once I started actually working on it and I found some stuff that I, I, I wanted to comment on, I'm like, I should do a build video. So I've got all these cuts that Emerson, my son has been taking with me and uh, I'm going to put it all together. And, and, uh, but I, I still have to put the rest of it together, get the electronics in, paint the body and then, and then go drive it so I can get some like driving footage of it. I want to make it like a legit start to finish build. That'd be cool. We'll see. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I saw that and I, I kind of watched it. I actually kind of watched it while I was pissed off driving around today trying to get here. <laughs> <laughs> I had it, I had it going in my car at the same time. So I was kind of listening to it. My sister's mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? You had that on while you were driving. What kind of bad driver are you? I'm a driver that can listen to something and drive at the same time and complain about how other people drive. Yes. That's the kind of driver I am. Well. We had a summer series race, man. Yeah, we sure did. We had a big one. 190. It ended up being 191 because I took, I accidentally put somebody in that, that wasn't there. I took him out. It was Clayton Whitmire. Oh, he didn't race? He didn't oh, race. Yeah, he didn't he practiced race. on Friday and then he didn't race. I don't know what's going on. 191 entries. We haven't had that many to summer series race since before the Nats in 2016. We, yeah. we hit like 207, I think either the finals or the second to last one once. I think that's what, it, what happened. We, maybe we got over 200 twice back then, but it was a lot. We, uh, so we had Friday practice course. Um, I didn't really make any changes to the track. I cleaned up the end of the straightaway cause it was really bumpy. And then I moved a pipe after the option lane to make it more of a round corner instead of a one eighty. 
And that was it. Mm-hmm. That was the only changes I made. The track, for some reason, wasn't taking as much rubber until probably the end of qualifying. And then I thought in the mains, it was kind of, it was definitely there again. There was definitely traction in the mains. Oh, yeah. No, there was. I wish I would have ran like ghosted tires. I would have started on that. Yeah. Because that would have been the, been perfect. So Saturday doors open at seven. We always, uh, the new for this year is from seven to 9 a.m. We, uh, allot that time for people who didn't get a chance to come out and race on or practice on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. So the people that, that got, you know, five or six hours of practice on Friday, they get to sleep in a little, they don't really even have to show up till like nine o'clock. Yeah. That's when I get there. Yeah. And, uh, and then we started racing at 11 and we had 22 heats both rounds. And then we had, I think 20, 26 mains or something like that. 27 mains. Yeah. It was we a were, lot. Yeah. We were done by, I think we were done at nine fifty. Yeah. I took my uh, two wheel apart and just completely rebuilt it for that. I didn't have time to completely rebuild my car. Yep. Biggest class of the weekend was 13, five wheeler. Second was, uh, I believe it was, might've been mod buggy actually. Yeah. And then, cause we had three heats, three big heats of mod buggy. And then uh, mm-hmm. a couple of heats of expert, a couple of heats of independent buggy. And then the rest of them. So Ryan Harris, I just looked it up. He's got like 28,000 subscribers. Uh, so oh, really? he's, a, he's a pretty big time YouTuber now. Yeah. He had, uh, kind of hinted off and on that he was going to come up here and race. And then, uh, he made a video in the middle of last week that kind of, kind of showed where he was going. He used our Facebook page to show it. Yeah. My car was on it. Yep. Your car's always on it. So that was cool. I, I think I know of at least a couple people that normally wouldn't come to our summer series right now, uh, because they're, they're so heavily into carpet racing that came just to meet them and see them. That was awesome. I think we would have had a good round regardless, but I know that there was at least a couple that came for that. Mm-hmm. Aiden, Aiden Horn and Austin Wick came all the way. Yeah. I think Aiden's from Michigan and Austin's from uh, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Aiden picked them up and then they, they came and drove here. So that was a pretty high level of competition added to the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, we had the usual suspects. We had uh, Tom Renderneck, Alex Vanderbeek. Uh, you, Derek Wood, um, Dave Alberico and his kid, um, Yeah, mm-hmm. his kid's super pumped about coming up to the Plex this year. I noticed. Yeah. So it was a, it was a big one and it was, it was, we got through it pretty much just like normal. There wasn't anything crazy going on. Um, other than the track, other than the track, I, I think maybe, I don't know if I could water too much. Um, I don't, I don't think it had to do with the water. I think it had to do with the temperature change. Right. It was the coolest round so far. Right. We went from high nineties, the last two rounds to kind of low eighties. That, and I think main time we're in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was towards the end of the night and it rained all day. It did. That was something that hadn't happened in a while. And we ain't got no subfloor, So we don't. Which is fine. Which, by the way, but, I just want to point out once again that uh, if this were 10 years ago, we would have been done racing for the day. Yep. But we're indoor and we can, we can go all day long. 
It's good. So take that, Mother Nature. I had to say it quietly because what if we get like a tornado or something? That'd be bad. Yeah, that'd suck. The winner is... Do you want to get into results? I started posting some of the... um, uh, some of the videos I took, um, I think I got the D main of 13, five buggy, which was a fun one to watch because there's a lot of lead changes. I think I got the B main of independent buggy. Again, I think there was a few lead changes in that one. And then I got the short course, a main where Andy Lachance, uh, blew up his tire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we that, didn't talk about that at work today. We were really? pretty preoccupied. Yeah. Oh, that's well, true. Yeah. You guys were we employee hit by a truck so, right, or yeah. a car. That's true. Um, so that was fun. I took that one from the booth, so it didn't get a huge, like a really good view of the track, but it, but I definitely got the tire. Yeah. He posted that as his, uh, photo for the cover photo in our 402 RC club. Yeah. Shout out to 402 RC club. Right. And they, uh, uh, like, so we post, you post a picture and if your photo gets the most likes, it, uh, becomes the next banner for a month or something like that. How many likes does he have? I don't know. I didn't look, but if you're listening, if you're listening to this, go and like Andy's photo a whole lot or, or you, like you would really appreciate it. No, you, you've already had one. I've never had a banner photo. Get you do the one where I got you, uh, with the, with the Reedy race girls. Cause that I got one. I, I did that. Nobody liked it. What? It's me. Nobody likes oh, me. Whatever. Everybody likes you. They know you from the store. Yeah, that's true. They don't know who I am. Yeah. But I'm rude and condescending. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, if you're listening to this, go like Andy's photo because he would be like on cloud nine. Yeah, he would. We should do that. I'll go. I'll do. I'll go do that when we're done here. Yeah, I liked it because that. I mean, it's pretty awesome. He like blew a tire like NASCAR style yeah. or something. Like, and he cool. kept driving, but yeah, and he finished the race with it. I think like yeah. half a tire. Yeah, it broke his body. Yeah, it legit, <laughs> like, it was a short course tire that got ripped and it legit was just flapping around on the inside of his body. It was, yeah, it was just like the carcass, like the yeah. center of the tire came apart. But I mean, so Andy's tires, you got to know Andy, they were probably like 100,000 years probably. old. Like they were probably from the Roar Nats in 16. <laughs> just kept running them. But the truth is we could run slicks. So why mm-hmm. not? You know, except that they're probably, the, the rubber was probably like super thin. Yeah. You could have held them babies up to the sun and see through them yeah. probably, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so I'm looking at the races we had. So we had 24 mains altogether. We run 10 <laughs> classes. We had a lot of lower mains. Probably the biggest story from the lower mains is, uh, Bryson and Joe Schnoes, Bryson Pavel's Joe Schnoes bumping up twice and almost making the A. They made it up to the B then that's as far as they got. But they started in that the, been cool. I think they started in the, the E or was it the D might've been the D. So the, the D to the C and then the C to the B for both of them. Wow. And then I think, I think Joe was up there for a little bit in the B main, but then he kind of fell back. Plex spec. We had two heats of Plex spec. I think the previous races, we've only had one heat of, of Plex. So those of you listening or watching Plex spec beginner is our beginner class. You mainly see Plex spec on Friday nights because that's our beginner night. Um, however, the summer series has a very fine history of having some pretty competitive races in Plex spec. Uh, we have a rule that if you win Plex spec at the summer series, you cannot race Plex spec again. You have officially bumped out of Plex spec. 
graduated. So there's been a lot of, um, young kids that have bumped out of Plex that end up, you know, the next year racing stock or, or in my son's case modified. Yeah. Um, Emerson straight into mod. Yeah. It looks like Jana Peevler is on her way. Yeah. So she's got, I believe three wins and two TQs. So she's leading Plex back by quite a bit right now. Parker Gehring qualified fifth, finished second, and then Brady Papanow qualified second, finished third. So Parker had a good run. Parker's a little older this year, so he's he's driving better and better as, as he's getting along. Hunter Anderson, which is Jackson's brother, finished fourth and hit man, he had a really fast car, but he kept crashing. He had a shot at both at both Brady and Parker at several points during this race, but it kept just kept crashing. But that's what Plexpec is all about. You're supposed to crash in Plexpec. Yeah. Um, you know, once you learn not to crash, then you should race something else. Right. You know, race independent buggy or something like that. Daniel Bender had another good run, uh, finished fifth. He was one of the few short course trucks out there. I think he had a four wheel drive. He's still rocking his four wheel drive slash Grant Noonan, little Grant finished. He qualified as high as, um, third, yeah, he qualified third, kind of had a rough go of it in the main, a lot of crashing going on. Uh, Josh Ryan was seventh. Grayson Stevie broke in a heartbreaker before the second turn. I really? felt super bad for him because he's always ready to go. Like he's got one of those, he's got this shirt that says RC car racer on it. That's cool. Like he really, he really likes racing RC cars and you know, in a way that's good. Cause that'll keep Justin interested too. Yeah. You know? But I felt bad for him because he broke like before he even made a lap. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. And then we had Caden Sawyer and Zach Thorson. So Zach Thorson qualified in the A, but I think they left a little bit early. And then Caden Sawyer actually bumped up from the B. And he's another young kid of a guy that used to race a lot, Kyle Sawyer. We haven't mm-hmm. had, he lives in Omaha. We haven't had him race at the track in a long time. And uh, he, he raced on Saturday and he brought his kid and, and it sounds like his kid freaking loved it. So hopefully they come out on some Fridays and uh, start to get that, um, that bug installed in him and, and, you know, eventually be one of those guys that shows up and races, you know, three classes or whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool. So Plex Black was a blast. I love, I like having two heats and qualifying because then I can make them marshal each other. Yeah. So again, for, for you guys that are listening, um, and watching. So I don't like to have beginners marshal the regular classes at all because a lot of them are super young kids. They don't pay attention or they're slow or they're scared of the cars or anything, whatever. The last thing I want to have happen is anybody yell at any of these new young kids. So right. I, if there's more than one heat, I love it because then I'll just make them marshal each other. And then I make, you know, the last heat marshal the, the first regular heat of cars. And it's always worked out really well that time. I've been doing that for a very long time. So if you're race director and you're struggling with, um, trying to figure out how to keep, you know, people from getting intimidated and stuff like that, make your novice kids marshal people in general, just marshal each other. It works out. Not very often, not very often hear a Plex Becker yell at somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Like uh, marshalling is part of the learning experience or exactly. part of the thing that you've learned. So yep. it makes sense. 
13.5 short course trucks. So Ashley McCormick took a TQ and a win in this one. It's been close in the past. The past two races have actually been very close. This one really was not. Ashley just sort of drove away from everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clint Coburn um, qualified fourth, finished second. Tyler Fleming qualified fifth, finished third. Andy Lachance blew his tire out. Um, And I think it was, let me look here, the green truck. It must have been towards the end of the race. I think he finished the last six laps with a blown out tire. And then Sam White is brand new, but he, he didn't want to race flex spec. So he raced a short course truck, which is fine. And then Jake yeah. Wilkening broke out early. Jake had a really fast truck, but uh, I can't remember exactly what happened, but it broke. So it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. It's always a bummer. So we only had six trucks. I don't know. This might be the last year for two wheel drive short course truck at the summer series. If you want that to change and you're listening and you're within driving distance, you should probably come and race 13.5 short course truck at the summer series. Yeah. Do you remember a couple of years ago when I was on the roar XCOM and it was, it was April fools. And I think mm-hmm. Aaron Waldron, uh, in one of the live RC, like April fools press releases said that competition director, Alex Sturgeon has just nixed all truck classes from the nationals and people believed it. So it was, it was short course and, and stadium truck both. Yeah. And dude, you want to talk about hate mail? <laughs> That's funny. My roar account was, was I didn't really ever get that many emails other than spam emails. But, but after that, after April 1st, that day, it was, uh, I had to have gotten at least 10 or 15 emails telling me what a piece of crap I was and how short course is their favorite class. And they, the, how dare we get rid of it and all this other stuff. And I was like, after like the third one, I'm like, I'm not even going to respond to these. These, these people are dumb. <laughs> it's April 1st. <laughs> you should have just said April fools. That's the only thing you should have yeah, replied April with. April fools. Mm-hmm. Derp der. Mod four wheel drive buggy. So once again, I like to put, uh, the, you know, there's two fast guy heats, uh, classes mod four. well, there's more than that, but mod four wheel drive and mod two wheel drive. Those are kind of your expert level pro level mod classes. Mm-hmm. This one was a humdinger. And I'm happy I got to use that word. Humdinger. Tom Rennerneck, TQ and win, but it wasn't without getting a lot of pressure from Aiden Horn. Mm-hmm. Aiden Horn probably was faster. No, he, he was. He was making some really hard charges there, and then he'd make a small mistake, or he got mixed up with traffic yeah. one time. Three times he fell back and, and charged up there again. Alex Vanderbeek, third. Uh, Drew Rubenking qualified ninth and finished fourth. Uh, Dave Alberico was fifth. Derek Wood was sixth. Aiden Olson was uh, seventh. Austin Wick was eighth. Ethan Delaire ninth. And uh, Mitchell Pavel, I believe he bumped in and uh, finished tenth. And actually, speaking of that, Drew Rubin King also bumped in because there was two. There was there was an A and B main in mod four wheel drive, and uh, finished finished fourth. Like I said, so this is the first time that we've seen these guys kind of run slicks. Yeah. I was wondering, I think our track develops a fairly significant amount of dust. Would you say, would you say it's significant or would you say it's just there? It definitely makes the groove narrow when you're running slicks, Mm. but um, if you can keep it in the groove, then you're going to be fast. Yes. 
it, it just depends on the compound you're of slicks you're running because mm-hmm. you know you go too soft and then they just start picking up all the dust right and, yeah, you have something that kind of works with it and releases the dust and kind of bites through it. So we saw a few guys try to run slicks um, in the past and it, and it didn't work out because the groove was kind of narrow, mm-hmm. but th- this time it seemed like they really tried to make them work. Like they spent a lot of time on their tires. I think the top five rolled out on slicks. Yeah. I think all those guys are running, running uh, slicked out tires. And four wheel, I I definitely wish because I tried low tires like ones that are slicked out in the middle, and after the race because I always stay in practice after the races. It's the best time to try stuff. Yeah, tracks all grooved up. I usually have another battery pack already charged at, for after my main, and then I'll charge the one that was in my car, and I'll usually run two packs and try something right that I'd been wanting to try all day, but just didn't too timid want to risk didn't it. Make, make a mistake and. Yeah. Yeah. And I ran, I, I ran tires that were really low in the front and slicked out in the center and in the rear after the races. And it was really good. Like that was the car I wish I would have had in the main. Yeah. That's kind of a storyline for this one. I, we were talking afterwards about whether or not we might see more slick action this winter. And I think the track is different in the winter time. It does not, dry and crack the way that it does after a couple weeks in the wintertime as much mm-hmm. as it does in the summertime because of the heat is not there. So it's like right. the dirt kind of, kind of holds together a little bit more and longer. That being said, after, after nitro race, no, it's totally cracked up and starts to even flake, you know? Right. But still after fresh build and a couple weeks of, of regular 10 scale racing without any nitro cars, it's, it still holds together fairly well. So I don't know. I might order some aquas and give it a shot again. I tried them. The aqua didn't work very well. You could try them. I, I actually still have a set of aqua uh, ellipse rears uh, that I've never even mounted up because the first set I tried was no bueno. But that was last year. Yeah, I kind of wondered how they'd work with the stay wet. But yeah, I didn't think they worked very well. Mm, okay. And that was just then. I mean, who knows? Yeah, you never know. I still think, change. I don't think our track's abrasive enough for that right. or dry enough. I'd like to try it in the middle of the week sometime after one of these practice guys comes out and opens up doors and dries the track completely out. Yeah. I'd like just to see it, what it, it might work then. See what it feels like. Speaking of Aiden Olson, which, uh, which we didn't talk about at all. Uh, we should probably take a moment to, uh, to listen to our sponsor who I forgot to mention at the very start of this program. <laughs> let's take a moment to listen to either uh, uh david olson or don zeller from uh pivot lending and now a word from our sponsors yeah! this is a pivot lending update with david olson and don zoller get some this is don zoller with pivot lending and i'm here with david olson we're here to visit with you today about utilizing your mortgage equity for investment opportunities? Yeah, this is a great time within the last 60 days or probably 90 days, 60 to 90 days of markets rebounding. Um, but there's still opportunities out in the market. So we just wanted to touch base on leveraging your equity uh, that you currently have in your house. Yeah. So with the rates as low as they are right now, you know, you can 
take the equity out of your home and you can use that to invest into the market and you can actually make a larger return on your money there than what it's costing you in an interest rate for your mortgage. The other advantages are when you pull your money out of your investments, obviously everyone's investments have taken a hit right now. You're depleting what's already been depleted and then you're taking a tax hit on the money that you're pulling out of your investments. When you do a cash out refinance on your homes, there's no tax hit on that money. And again, rates are so ridiculously low right now. You can invest that money into some safer investments and rebuild your investment portfolio and then make more interest than what it's costing you for the money. That's a good point. My wife and I actually did this uh, in 2015. We uh, we pulled some equity out and and purchased Apple stock at like 75 bucks. And uh, I think I checked yesterday and Apple was at 300 or, you know, and it, and it goes up and down and uh, they're, they're cash flush, but yeah, it, it was, it, it worked out really well. So that return on investment, like you're saying, I mean, is, you know, threefold of fourfold of what the cost was. And that was the first time I've ever done anything like that. But, uh, we, we had enough equity that we're sitting on it. And uh, at the time, you know, the, the market, real estate market was starting to come around. Um, one of the dads on the baseball team is an, was it a certified financial analyst. So we would always go back and forth and talk about the different investment opportunities. And he was just a big fan of Apple at the time. And I just winged it. But yeah, so we, we killed it on that Apple purchase. So you've got, you've got some good ideas there for sure. A lot of people don't, don't think about the fact when they look at their investment portfolio, your home is usually one of your biggest investments. You've Mm -hmm. got, you know, people are, you know, pay off the mortgage, pay off the mortgage, pay off the mortgage. Well, now you've got, you know, 150, 200, 300 or more. Once it's paid, yeah. Sitting there, Mm -hmm. not being utilized that you can tap into and use, you know, somewhere else and in to invest if you're not ready to retire or if you want to pull that money out and use that money for instead of having to pull the money out of your investments initially. So to be able to pull that out tax free is is huge. Yeah, it's um, like I said, we it worked for us. I think the key is just, you know, finding, you know, the, maybe the Berkshire B of the world or just something mm-hmm. that, you know, the next big thing <laughs> or something that, you know, is undervalued or but bigger, you know, I mean, not, definitely you don't want to sure. jump into penny stocks. Right. Did that once. Yeah, that one didn't work out so well, (laughs) but I didn't, I didn't do plenty of equity. That was all, that was all cash purchase, but yeah, I thought thought we were retiring for sure on that one. (laughs) I mean, Bitcoin's still out there. Yeah, Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, So yeah, it's it's great, good ideas. And uh, I I think it's worth giving you a call to to visit on, on the equity side. And if you're needing an investment, uh, someone to represent you on investments or trades, John also has a... Um, Got some great referral partners yeah, to great. be able to pair yeah. you with someone yep, that can here help in you with that. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're interested in seeing what your opportunities are for a cash out to utilize the equity in your home, give me a call 402-715-9082. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277-589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109-995.
you now to your regularly scheduled program. Yeah, people don't forget that uh, I was so excited to get in and tell my story about about the Casey's incident that uh, I forgot to mention that pivotlending.com is the lead sponsor. Of course, the Hobbyplex is always the main sponsor, but uh, right. Pivot Lending really makes a show uh, weekly for us. And if you mention the Hobbyplex show, when you're in there shopping around for uh, a mortgage or a or refinance, something like that, you'll get a $500 lending credit or... 0.125 off of your interest rate. It's your choice. And I'd take advantage of that. Let's move on. Uh, stadium truck. We had two heats of stadium truck. So it was a nice turnout, uh, kind of refreshing to see. And uh, Drew Rubin King kind of, kind of owned this one from the get go. He ended up 16 seconds ahead of Wade Garing at the end. This race was kind of a snoozer. Yeah. I need to build a truck. I was thinking about that today. Drew drove away. Wade finished second, 16 back. Raven, our x-ray driver, Supergirl, uh, finished third. And she had a six-second lead over Ashley McCormick, who finished 12 seconds ahead of Clint. Everybody was separated by a fairly decent margin until you go back here and, you know, towards the back of the pack. But nothing real spectacular. This was more of just like a workman's drive for these guys. They just, they, they started their race and they kind of finished it. Mm-hmm. So Ashley McCormick finished fourth. Clint Coburn from the nine spot, the bump spot, uh, moved up to fifth. So that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, Justin Stevie qualified third, but he dropped back to sixth. Caden Bairding, who we haven't seen in a while. They've been racing carpet. They came down to, to see Ryan. Finished seventh. And then as usual, because this always happens, his dad, John Bairding, finished ninth. <laughs> and they qualified right next to one another as well. Uh, chance finished ninth, to be honest with you. I'm not really sure what happened there. Um, cause he's usually up there. And then, uh, TJ, TJ Williams got the bump and finished 10th. So he, nice. he made an A main. That was good. I always like to see him do well. He runs three classes. I think, I think trucks probably his strongest. I think four wheel drive is his next strongest. And I think he's still struggling learning how to use the trigger finger in the two wheel drive car. Right. <laughs> 40 plus mod buggy this one's my jam yeah am i am i am i a dirt bag for racing this class no are you over 40 i am okay why why would you say that there's there's fast guys in there i know there's fast guys in there but i don't consider myself i didn't consider myself to be that last year i had a last year i had a good year but i didn't have like a, a years past like i was looking up on my wall while I was working on my car and I was like, Oh, 2016, look at that. That's the last time I won mod buggy. And then I realized that that was four years ago. Yeah. To me, that's the last time I've truly been fast. We're like people on the level of Tom and Alex would show up and be like, we got to beat that guy. Right now in a, now in a club race day, when, when we're all racing together, you know, I'm just like, well, I got to manage my position. <laughs> but that being said, uh, in all honesty, ever since I got the associated car, I, f- I feel fast. Yeah. It's been a while. And, th- and listen, I, I don't know if I've said, I've said this before on here. I'm not a sponsored driver anymore. I didn't want to be sponsored. I wanted to be able to choose what I want to drive when I want to drive it. And I struggled with the low C2 wheel drive. I get the B6 two. I basically have a stock setup on it. I've changed one thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I feel fast again. I feel like I can, I can drive hard and I can drive fast again. 
but Kyle was there. I kind of feel the same way about Kyle. I think Kyle's a lot of times faster than I am. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't ra- he raced very often, you know? Yeah. I mean, he, if he gets some time to race some more, like I'm sure he'd be up there. He started his, he, and he is, a, he's there. But, he has his own business and he, but, and they made a big move last year that took a lot of his time. And then he, yeah. he didn't really race in the wintertime hardly at all. I think they went to trackside once. Yeah, he, he raced a lot. He just didn't want to race carpet. So they, they went yeah. to Des Moines. So, um, which is fine. Uh, the, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's kind of like, like you, I mean, everybody's still, everybody that's racing at the Plex, I mean, we still got to work on Monday, right? And it's all right. I, I mean, we do it cause we like doing it and it just depends on how much time he has to put into it. And yeah. right now I think the, the time isn't there, but I mean, he's still competitive. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He, he so. laid down fast laps. He was on me early. Yeah. In the main. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of just feel like I outlasted everybody. Yeah. You know? Did you crash at all? At the end I did, but I, yeah. had, I had a big, big enough lead. It really didn't matter. Yeah. And um, those guys were all racing each other and kind of let you get away. Yeah. You know? Kyle qualified fifth, finished second. Mm-hmm. So he still did awesome. Matt qualified second, finished third. I think Matt crashed on the very first corner, the tabletop turn. I don't know. I, ca- to, I walked out there after the race started. So. I think he had to battle back from that. So I think mm-hmm. he was already behind a little bit, but he worked his way back up there. So kind of the, kind of the usual suspects up front, you know, it's, it was me, Kyle and Mac. I think when we're there in this, in this 40 plus class, I think that's kind of who everybody's gunning for is one of us. Right. That being said, Chad Rubin King's been pretty fast. Like, mm-hmm. you know, in qualifying, I think he, I think he led, I think one of my qualifiers, he was in there with me and I think he led part of the race. You know? Right. So he finished fourth, Brian Burnt finished fifth, Ashton McCormick, sixth, Grady Ashton came up from KC, him and uh, Philip Hoke qualified ninth, finished seventh, Phil Palmer, eighth, Kurt Benson was ninth. And then Tony Leatherman uh, dropped out early and uh, he was your third qualifier, but he finished 10th. I, I don't know if his car was broken or maybe he was kind of frustrated with some of the crashes out there. I think he was getting some yeah. really bad breaks, like, like somebody would crash in front of him and take him out or something like that. So kind of felt, kind of felt kind of weird about that one. It is what it is. I turned 40 last year. I didn't race it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I waited a year. I'm pretty stoked to race the 40 plus classes now when they're available at some of these races. Oh, I would be dude. Like the INS, the, mm-hmm. the, the J concept series, dude, I'll race 40 plus in those now all day long. Yeah. I earned it. Dang it. Been doing this for 30 years. Oh, did you hear my joke about the get off my lawn? Yeah, I did. Okay. So if anybody's wondering, but like in 40 plus, like, let's say like two cars that like go into a corner and they hit wheel to wheel and one car goes flying, like the outside car goes flying, but it's wheel to wheel and you just keep going because it was wheel to wheel. And that's the get off my lawn move because you're <laughs> fighting for the same part of the track. <laughs> All right. Expert two wheel drive. So we had a pretty good turnout in expert two wheel. Uh, we had one missing contender. That was Nate Sutherland. They went on vacation this week, so they're forgiven. Um, they didn't go race somewhere else. They just, they just, they took a much needed family vacation. So that's good. Ken Peterson, uh, comes up from the, uh, Hutchinson, Wichita area. 
I can never remember if he lives in Hutch or if he lives in Wichita. That's why I say that. I think he lives in Wichita. Either way, uh, right now, HP Hobbies is not racing in the summertime. Mm-hmm. They don't race, so they don't really have a place to go. So they, they usually try to come up here. So this is the second year straight now that uh, he's tried. They've come up here. I think he's your defending expert two-wheel champ, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. I think his, I, I think his poster is on the wall. So uh, TQ and win. Only 1.2 seconds, though, in front of Kyle Gannon. And then in third place, you had Ryan Harris. Ryan had to bump from the B. And he marched all the way up to third, and he was running slicks. Yep. And his car, I think I marshaled this race, and I thought his car looked pretty good. He did really good. And uh, that's going to make a good video for him, I hope. Because <laughs> he finished top, he finished on the podium in both classes he raced, too. So. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, Wade Gehring finished fourth. Orlando Martinez coming up from Kansas City finished fifth. Dustin Hosick, uh, qual- another bumper, uh, qualified 10th or bumped in 10th, finished sixth. David Peeler was seventh. Chance was eighth. Jackson Anderson was ninth. And uh, Bradley Peterson was 10th. I'm not sure what happened to Bradley, but his buggy, I don't know what happened. It looked, it looked like the traffic monsters got him and he seemed kind of yeah. frustrated. So. I'm not, I'm not sure either. Yeah. I think did I video this one. I'm trying to remember the, the, the videos I took that I have left to post. I, I might've videoed expert buggy. We'll have to wait and see mini truggy. So the, uh, the Munchkin truck, uh, wasn't available for Aiden Olson. He broke it and, uh, oh. we didn't have any parts to fix it cause it is based off a 22, four still think that he should just burn it with fire. Like it was a spider. <laughs> so this let Dane Gangler, not let, I shouldn't say Matt Robinson TQ'd. Well, that's good for Matt. Yeah. Dane Gangler uh, won the race and Matt Robinson finished second. So they tied in points for the day. They're both going to walk away with a hundred points. Dan Stevens rounded out the rest of the order in third. And then Chatter went Bryson Pavel, Tyler Fleming, Jake Poteet, and then Aiden uh, got an eighth for a uh, did not start. So. It's going to be up to Aiden if he wants to steal this away from any of these guys to either fix his munchkin truck. We call it that because it it looks like it was made for the Keebler elves. That's what it looks yeah. like. I mean, it's just a four-wheel drive buggy with stadium truck tires on it and a, and a stadium truck body. Yeah, it doesn't have a lengthened wheelbase or nothing. Yeah, it's just a 22-4 with stadium truck tires on it and a truck body. But he's going to have to really uh, make a push the last three races or... I was going to say he could get the velocity. That's what RC. he should do. That's what he should do. Lots so of velocity. RC makes a um, conversion kit to make your 22 X four. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 22 yep. X four. Yeah. Uh, a mini truggy and it looks super yeah. rad. So uh, first year for the mini truggy class at the summer series, it's got a t- good turnout. We've had full ma- full races the whole time. So I'll probably keep it um, for next year. Hope maybe one day a team associate will come out with their own. Yeah, that'd be cool. So 13.5 Wheeler, once again, Nate Sutherland wasn't here and him and Ken Peterson and Bradley Peterson are right now at the top of the heap in the points. It looks to me, well, and Owen Vanderbeek for that matter, but it looks to me, I looked at the points afterwards and what happened was I knew Ryan Harris was going to run 13.5 Wheeler. Yeah. It's the biggest, it's the biggest class we have usually every, every week and, and at the summer series. So it's 38 cars, right? I really wanted to race it, but I also didn't want to be that guy and like 
get in the middle of some tight points battle, right? Yeah. So when I found out that Nate wouldn't be there and he's a top contender, I asked Ken and I asked Bradley, I'm like, are you guys cool with me running 13-5 this week? And they were like, yeah, why wouldn't you? And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I put a real motor in my car. I had a, I had an old tired Sonic 2 13.5 that ran like 1600 laps in our last Enduro. Right. So it was just tired, old, tired motor. So I borrowed a motor from Kyle Gannon and holy crap. What a difference a good motor yeah. makes. Because <laughs> my car was way <laughs> faster, like significantly faster with modern technology. Yeah. So I got a TQ and a win. I didn't video this one because I know it's it. Ryan was going to, you know, make a video of his experience up here. So, um, hopefully, hopefully I make it in his video, but that's such a fun class. Yeah. Like I truly enjoy driving that class. It's fun. It's not overpowering. I don't feel like I'm going to break the car, you know, like I would with a five, five in it, even though I'm, I'm sure my, I can, I'm capable of racing mod four wheel. Yeah. I just, I like the kind of speed of the 13 five. It's, it kind of matches mod buggy in a weird way. It's like the, the straight line speed isn't there, but the corner speeds faster. So Ryan Harris, uh, qualified fifth. And I remember the first lap, I was a little wonky. I don't know what was going on, but I'm sometimes I do that where I'm so worried about making a mistake on the opening lap that I kind of drive a little slower. And I saw some crashes behind me after the first lap. And then I saw that red and orange car of his come onto the straightaway as I was exiting the straightaway. And I was like, Oh wow. Ryan's gone all the way up to second. And he pretty much stayed there the whole time. Yeah. Behind him though, uh, was from what I could hear on the driver's stand, uh, a big battle. And I say that cause Owen Vanderbeek uses that term when he's announcing <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the big, the big battle. And, uh, uh, I know he passed somebody, I think it was chance Rolk on like the second or third to last lap. And the whole place was going crazy. Yeah, He jumped it. over him on the, Did on he? the, uh, double triple or whatever it was. Yeah. He, he, he oh, jumped really? over. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty <laughs> awesome. And well, I'm glad it was a clean pass. Was it a clean, it was a clean pass, right? Yeah. And I think that chance broke his car trying to catch up or something. I, it was like the next lap mm. chance broke. Uh, John Kinzer finished fourth chance finished fifth Bradley Peterson, Ken Peterson had a six and a seventh. So those, those are kind of your points contenders. So Owen Vanderbeek out of the points guys had the best had the best day. Um, so the top two guys, Ryan and myself kind of stole those 199s from everybody. So it, it looks like for everybody, if you look at the points, the first two rounds right now are the ones that count for every, every single one of these yeah. guys. So I kind of don't feel that bad that I raced 13, five and won it because everybody had a bad round. So it didn't, it's not really going to affect much. And Nate wasn't here. So he gets a zero. So he technically he had a bad round cause he wasn't here. Yeah. So Chad Rubin King finished eighth. David Peebler finished ninth and Nick Pavel finished 10th. Sorry, everybody, but I wanted to race it. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. That 22X4 is pretty awesome, though. Yeah. Like, I feel like I have the best of both worlds right now. I've got the B62, which is just mm -hmm. amazing. And I've got the 22X4, which is pretty amazing. Okay, Mod Buggy, this was your jam. Yeah. You did really good. 
Tom Rennerneck broke. He was your TQ. Yeah, did he strip an idler or something? He stripped a spur gear. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a bummer. And I was talking, <laughs> I was talking to him, to him and Aiden afterwards and, and Tom was making fun of Aiden for, for changing his spur gear out, spur gear out before the main started. And then Tom goes and peels off the <laughs> spur gear. That's funny. <laughs> so there you go, guys. The pros before an important race will change out their spur gear. They'll put a new one on. It's like putting a brand new set of clutch shoes on or something before your yeah. nitro main. I right? guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Alex Vanderbeek qualified second because of Tom's unfortunate uh, breakage. He finishes first. So he's got two wins this year. Yeah. In two wheel. Aiden Horn finished second, but it wasn't for the lack of trying to not finish second. Cause I think he crashed quite a bit at the start mm-hmm. of this one. Came back to get second. Derek Wood was close to him in third. And then there you are finished uh, qualified fifth, finished fourth. I had a pretty good day. I, I was just happy with making the main with all those people there. And I thought I did, did okay. Um, yeah, I, I had one round where I qualified third and ruined it. I made the wrong tire choice, but I, I still feel like that if I would have ran lower tires to begin with, I would have been in better shape or had something a little more racy, but that's okay. I didn't really talk about you a whole lot on the mic in qualifying because yeah. you were just kind of, you were there. Like you were just mm-hmm. putting in work. You weren't doing anything flashy or crashing a lot or anything. You were just putting in your qualifiers and you ended up qualifying right where you needed to be. Yeah. I think the first round I qualified sixth and then the next round I went faster. And cause I, I was actually bumped out after the set first heat of the second round. Yeah, I think I would have been like ninth and then yep. I, everybody went faster and then I went faster than I did in the first round. So I think I had like a, uh, 1408 or something like that is what I qualified with. And then sounds right. Um, yeah. And I was right behind Aiden Horn, yep. uh, on the grid. So, I mean, what more could you ask for there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no doubt. Uh, Alberico qualified third on Saturday. It finished fifth behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Austin wick, uh, made the bump. He was your, he, he finished second in the B main and ended up finishing sixth overall. So pretty good run for Austin. He kind of got it figured out towards the end of the day. That was kind of the trend for some of these guys, for Aiden, for Ryan, and for Austin. They, they, because they hadn't been to our track either ever or not in a really long time, you know, they kind of had this curve that they had to get on. They had to right. figure stuff out. So Austin definitely looked better in the A main um, than he did in the B, and he looked better in the B than he did in qualifying. So they, they got it figured out. Yeah. Ethan Delaire with another A main, uh, qualified seventh, finished seventh. Same thing for Rubes. Ruben King, Drew finished uh, eighth, qualified eighth. Aiden Olson uh, was your bump up. He won the B, finished ninth. And then, uh, like I said, Rinderneck's going to have to live with this 10 spot after his car kind of busted. Yeah. He led, it looks like the first uh, 10 laps. And then after that, it was, it was done. Mm-hmm. And then we got uh, independent stock buggy. So uh, once again, we host two different stock classes. We hold it. I don't really call it expert on the sheet, but it basically is expert buggy. So if you're a sponsored stock driver, that's where you go. 
And then independent is just for regular Joes. And we usually get a big turnout in both. A lot of the guys in independent buggy also run expert just so they can get the extra track time with the same car. Mm -hmm. And I have no problem with that at all. Wade Garing, TQ and win Jackson Anderson. Again, this is going to be a trend had this one, I think. Yeah. And he blew it. Yeah. He said he was just like really nervous. I was like, dude, just don't worry about that. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it does, it's not a big deal. Qualified fourth, finished second, Mm -hmm. clearly had a faster car than Wade. I think. I think so. Like every time he'd crash, he'd reel Wade back in. Yeah. Except for the last time he crashed. That was a big one. (laughs) And then Easton McCormick qualified second finished third so jackson got around him uh i think these three it's going to come down to these three i think for the win when this is all said and done in october yeah clint coburn again bumped up from the b main and finished fourth that's pretty cool his day started out kind of rough and then it finished really well brinkerhoff tyler brinkerhoff qualified as high as third finished fifth you would think that would be disappointing in my eyes i think a top five is a top five you know, you never know what's going to happen. It's better than 10th. Yeah. Nate Hogan Miller, uh, finished sixth. Andy Lachance finished seventh. Jerry Doherty was your final bumper finished eighth. And then the two Peterson boys, Caden and Jace finished ninth and 10th. I think, uh, Ken, their dad was pretty stoked that they both made the independent buggy a main. I think they've been in the lower mains the last couple of times. So kind of just like all the other kind of younger kids do they, I, these two drive their four wheel drive a little bit better than their two wheel drive. Right yeah. Now, right now, at least. And that's that. This is kind of our post summer series show. Not a whole lot other than this really to talk about this week. Um, well, I had something I wanted to talk about. Okay, go for it. And wh- whoever is wiping their boogers on the wall behind the urinal in the men's room, knock it <laughs> off. Like it's, it's getting so old. Like somebody's making like a mural of boogers on the, the men's room wall behind the urinal. And it's ridiculous. Dude, okay. So for many summer series races in a row, years in a row, we have had problems with too much toilet paper being put down the toilets mm-hmm. and then boogers on the wall. Yeah. And I thought I knew who the booger person was. Yeah. But maybe we got a new booger, per, booger uh, person. It's just that. And like, if the toilet paper is empty, there's like a pile of toilet paper in there. Just replace the roll. Like, why, why is that so hard? Why is it so hard? That's, that's one of your big pet peeves, isn't it? Yeah. I re I replace it. Like if it's empty and I go in there, I don't even have to like use the, I don't even have to poop or nothing. Like if it's empty, I'll just replace it because it annoys me that much that, I mean, there's like, there's literally like three or four stacks of toilet paper on that thing across from the bathroom or the toilet like just put a new roll on it my wife hates it when we run out of toilet paper and it's and i'm on the can because i'll just i'll grab a new one do my thing instead of replacing it i'll just put it right on the ledge on top of it what's bad about it is i'm aware of it i'm aware that i'm supposed to take the thing off and slide it in and do that and make sure that it's the rolls in the right spot or whatever like that but i still don't do it because it's really funny it's just like how are it's probably the same guy the same guy like uses all the toilet paper and doesn't replace it and then wipes all their snot on the wall and they're just like i'm a dumb slob whatever (laughs) you're bringing up a, a, a serious point because 
that person could have COVID. Oh yeah. So we have, yeah. we could possibly have a COVID infected bathroom. Luckily we scrub it and clean it, but I'm just saying during that time, oh my gosh, come on guys, use your head. It's like when you put tear offs on the, on the men's room wall, you just pull <laughs> pull the sheet down. There's another one behind it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to mention that at the next driver's meeting for the summer series. Yeah. I've yeah, said it. Just like, I have said it before. Remember, I thought I knew who it was. I'm not going to say it mm-hmm. on the air here, but but I I thought I knew who it was. They don't race anymore. I didn't think mm-hmm. it was going to be a problem. Apparently, it's a problem again. Yeah, it, uh, <sighs> it's it's just like, do you do that at home? You just probably. wipe your snot all over everything in the bathroom at home. God, they probably have like a Mona Lisa like mural or something. I got to be really honest with you. There's probably finger streaks of boogers underneath of our <laughs> like side table at my house. Oh my at least, at least, at least a couple. Everybody does it. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're almost done. My sister says that I should definitely thank the racers. I think she's totally right. We had a pretty awesome weekend. And uh, we've had yeah. a really good summer. This is probably our best summer of racing at the Hobbyplex for at least five or six years altogether. I mean, the summer series, we never really worry about, but even uh, the club racing yeah. is what makes me happy. Everything makes me happy. Summer series is awesome. It's one of those things we don't really have to worry about now. It's such a thing. It's turned into such a thing that we even draw national attention. Yeah. But the club racing part of it has been huge for me because I liked club race. That's very important to me. It's yeah. club racing, weekly racing. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? There is a question and uh, it's, there's a question on the top of the, they're kind of thrown together, but on our YouTube page, uh, we just had one pop up and it's, it's, what do you think of the DR 10, that team associated DR 10? Have you, have you seen one in action? Yeah. Uh, AJ has one. Does he? Yeah, he's been doing well with it. I think he's won some drag races with that car. I think it looks awesome. Like, I actually thought about drag racing. I considered not doing it just because it's something that the Plex doesn't do yet. Mm. But uh, drag racing looks pretty cool. Like, I I think it's kind of neat. Everybody thinks it's easy, but everybody that's done it is like, dude, it's so hard. I think that drag racing is what short course used to be. I think so. It's, it's realistic. The cars are fairly easy to, to build and you can make, it's got a big palette. The, 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 the bodies are a big palette that you can paint on, mm-hmm. you know, so you can make them wild or you can make them realistic. There's mm-hmm. all these new bodies coming out almost weekly now for them. J concepts just announced a new Cadillac looking. Yeah. Thing. I it's saw super that today. Sweet looking. I still like the, uh, the, the Monte Carlo, the eighties. Monte Carlo. I, I just get that Bel Air, man. That's yeah, it the 56 Bel Air. That's the one I would get. Yeah. So I think, I think that that's good. I think that associated was super smart in releasing a ready to run. They're the first one to really nail the ready to run. Mm-hmm. Like I think they beat, I bet you they beat Traxxas to the punch. I bet Traxxas had it somewhere. They might still make one one day. Yeah, you know, based on the slash or bandit or whatever they're doing, or maybe the, maybe it'll be all new. I don't know, but I bet you we see more uh, RTR dragsters. We've sold a buttload of them at the at the Plex. 
uh, both the green and mm-hmm. orange ones. And yeah. I will say, I'm going to try to get one and maybe do a build video on it or something to that effect. But also I do know out of the box, they're kind of slow. Yeah. The gearing on them is very conservative, even with a three cell. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the guy that's buying a ready runs probably maybe hasn't driven an RC car before. And yeah. I couldn't see him, somebody being able to knew being able to drive a two five down it, you know, however long the strip is. Yeah. Almost every person that's bought a DR 10. And so I, like I said, I think we've sold at least like 15 or 16 of them or quite a bit mm-hmm. has come back in and, and geared that thing up quite a bit because it runs even on three S with the stock gearing, it actually runs pretty cool. Like you can, it's not, the motor doesn't turn hot at all. And uh, so they've yeah. been gearing it way, way up to get it faster. And I think once you do that, it kind of perks up and becomes what you think it should be. And yeah. then the only other thing that I noticed is the tires that come stock on it are pretty flimsy. So you'll see guys um, also coming in They're They're buying the, the clay compound um, uh, Proline Hoosier tires or the hotties from term J concepts, or they're buying the belted versions of those, of those tires. Yeah. That's like one of the first things that I see people buying is, is this pinion gear and better tires. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought about getting one, but the place that does the racing for it, they have a, a different tire spec out for yeah. their, uh, for their, like, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do the organized stuff. I'd, I'd want to go hang out with the, with the guys that are doing it in like empty parking lots and stuff. That seems like more fun to me. It, yeah, it does. It does. Like I could, I, I could see myself doing that, but like I, I'd have to drive an hour to do that. Right. So that's true. Unless, unless there's somewhere doing it here in Lincoln. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But so yeah, our, our RC drag racing looks pretty cool to me. And it's, I, I it's, think that, that could get a lot of people into RC just because it's realistic. It's gro- you know? And it's growing by leaps and bounds. So I, I, I yeah. guarantee somebody else is going to come out with an RTR, whoever that is. I don't know, but associated really with the DR 10 really, mm-hmm. really beat everybody to the punch is what I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I will probably get a kit. I, I think I'm going to get a kit getting and the kits do- in uh, this week. Yeah. We just, they came off a back order, so they might show up tomorrow or Wednesday. So, yeah, that, that I mean, the, it's just cool. Like, yep. you know, I, I think that's something you could take and just drive around in a parking lot or your street and have a good time with it. Oh, yeah. You know, something that's crazy fast. Yep. Cause I mean, that's what people do. Like they buy a buggy or a stadium truck or whatever, and they run it up and down their street and you know, it doesn't look like anything, but if you get that and you just make passes up and down your street with it, I mean, it's pretty cool. Yep. The first time I ever drove something really fast was a mod touring car. Before we leave, I want to mention this. It was my first time ever racing mod touring car on carpet. Mm-hmm. And it was so fast. And that was like 2001 with, so yeah. compared to what we have today, I can't imagine it actually being as fast as I remember it being. <laughs> But I giggled, TC3. dude, I giggled my butt off. I could not stop giggling on the driver's stand. Like there was all these like honored racers and mm-hmm. full disclosure. I think honored racers at that time, even they were all crotchety old guys. Yeah. So here I am this young kid with driving a triple XS in mod for the first time. And I started laughing and giggling and I couldn't stop for the whole run of the battery. Cause it was so fast down the straightaway. And they're all like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, this is so fast. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. He's like, this is Stop laughing. Yeah. I'm trying to concentrate. I'm like, I can't help it. It's so fast and fun. 
How many YouTube people do we have uh, watching? Right now we got 12. Um, wow. Jackson's on here. Nick Sneathan says, what's up, guys? Jason Haley. Um, he just asked for any carpet off-road news. It's starting October 10th. Peter Renault's back on here. That's awesome. Trevor was on here. Michael Root. Uh, Midwest. <laughs> Midwest Reefer. That's a fun one. <laughs> uh, Patrick Mitrovic is on here. So, yeah, we've had a pretty good crop of guys getting on here. So, Awesome. Give us a review. Give us five stars or... Yep, don't forget to review. How many stars do you think we deserve? Give us some stars. Yep. Because we'll, we'll take them. You know, any any stars you're willing to give, we'll take. It'll really help us out with getting more people to listen to the show. Yep. When people search RC yep. podcast. So, yeah, give us a review. Well, thanks. Thanks to you, Will. And thanks to uh, PivotLending.com for their support of the show. Thanks to WebRise.com for hosting us. And uh, happy birthday, Marjorie, my sister. Yeah. Yay. See ya. See ya on the flip flop. <laughs>